You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everyone. Tim McMaster here, along with our MLB.com Yankees reporter, Brian Hoke. And, Brian, it's awards week across Major League Baseball as far as the Baseball Writers of America awards. And the Rookie of the Year was the one spot where the Yankees had a chance. Uh, Obviously, Gary Sanchez's chances were based on a very small sample size, but he was so good that I think some people thought he might pull it out over Michael Fulmer. But in the end, Michael Fulmer is the American League Rookie of the Year. This certainly, though, doesn't take anything away from what Gary Sanchez did over two months of this Yankee season. No, I mean, it's incredible that Sanchez was even in the discussion at the end. And I actually, Tim, was one of the writers who voted on this award, and I will can tell you I wrestled with it long and hard uh, for a better part of a month there. Uh, Fulmer was obviously the favorite, but and, and Sanchez was going to have to do something fantastic to even make up the ground to be in consideration there. Um, he was. He was fantastic. And I really wrestled with it for a long time, but uh, Sanchez, he won awards. He won Player of the Month, Rookie of the Month for August. Uh, he was recognized. And it was really close in the end, but when I did fill out my ballot, I went Fulmer 1, Sanchez 2, Tyler Naquin 3. That's generally how it turned out. So uh, there was a a lot of agreement with me. I think the writers did get it right, but uh, even for Sanchez to be that close, uh, that that speaks volumes about what he was able to do in those two months. He kept the Yankees relevant toward the end of the the season. Uh, Fantastic. This is not taking anything away from Gary Sanchez. It's just I wish I'd seen more of him. Um, So... He's going to win plenty of awards coming up. Uh, I I think that even to be recognized is uh, it speaks volumes about his impact on the Yankees, not just for 2016, but for the future as well. Yeah, and certainly one of many reasons to be excited about this team heading into 2017. Uh, Now it's the off season, and you think back to a year ago, Brian, and this is a Yankees organization that went through an entire hot stove season and did not sign a free agent, which. At the time was amazing, and looking back on it still seems like just an unbelievable thing for the New York Yankees. I'm assuming that's not going to be the case this year. The question is, how big do they go as far as free agency? Um, if you had to kind of pick an area, is the possible return of Aroldis Chapman maybe the one thing that stands out as a big-ticket signing? Uh, to me, it does. I, I know that the Yankees are already interested, and, and that was pretty much the worst-kept secret in the Bronx, that they were going to make an overture to Chapman and bring him back. Um, he, he fit in well. Uh, after he served the suspension, he, he was no problem in the clubhouse. Uh, they, they liked having him. Obviously, Dylan Batanza struggled down the stretch. You're not going to have Andrew Miller next year. So uh, on both ends of the pitching side, rotation and bullpen, I, I think Brian Cashman is going to be active. But you look at the free agent market, and uh, the, the bullpen is where he could make some moves. I, I think that uh, you look at not just Chapman, but Kenley Jansen is out there. Mark Melanson's out there. Uh, you can contrast that with a starting pitching side where Rich Hill is pretty much the biggest name on the uh, on the market. And what that tells me is the Yankees, if they have free agent dollars to spend, they're going to spend it in the bullpen. Uh, they'll try to make a trade for a starting pitcher rather than throw a lot of money at, at a guy. Rich Hill, they, they had him a few years ago, and not in that role. But uh, I think that that's probably where they'll go. They do have some money coming off the books because Mark Teixeira retired. You traded away Carlos Beltran. Uh, Andrew Miller was traded away. Chapman was traded away. So they, they have some money to put back on the books. They're not going to go all in this offseason. I think that's a couple years down the line. But uh, I, I think that uh, they've got some money to spend. They're going to be players on the free agent market. You mentioned Andrew Miller, and obviously you saw a lot of him in 2016, Brian. But then to see what he did during the postseason with the Indians where – 
I mean, for for a guy who wasn't even a closer to be the MVP of a league championship series is amazing. But he was amazing. Did he even surprise you? And you know how good he was all year. But with what he was able to do for extended time in games during the postseason? I knew Miller was good. I didn't know he was that good. And I even told him that after the uh, the LCS. I was in Toronto for the, the celebration there. And, and I, I mentioned to Miller in that celebration, in between the champagne and everything that was going on, I said, if I had told you in spring training that all this was going to happen when we were back in Tampa, what would you have thought? And he said, I don't think I would have ever believed that this was all possible. So um, the Indians knew what they were going to get with him. They knew that they were going to use him aggressively. I, Give Terry Francona credit for kind of bucking tradition and, and using him in unorthodox ways. I mean, you bring that guy in the fifth, sixth, seventh innings, he's, he's going after the highest leverage outs, uh, the biggest outs of the game, and those are not always in the eighth or ninth innings. So give Terry Francona credit. Uh, give the Indians credit for having the courage to do it. I don't think you could do that over the course of 162 games, but once you get in October, everything's on the table there. So I think uh, – it was very smart the way they used Andrew Miller. It takes a special kind of pitcher to do it, and he is that special kind of pitcher. You mentioned the possibility of, of making some trades to, to maybe bring in pitching. When you look at tradable pieces on this Yankees team, obviously we mentioned how good Gary Sanchez was, and that makes you think that Brian McCann is, is possibly a guy that could be traded, although he still fits into that DH role and a part-time catcher as well. Brett Gardner is always the name, Brian. Is that name going to be swirling around the, the rumor mill again this entire hot stove? I, I think you're going to hear them both. I think that uh, either one of those guys being moved would be the opening where they could go after conceivably a guy like a Cespedes or a Jose Bautista or Edwin Encarnacion. I, I think that um, if they are going to go after a big bat, you got to move one of those other pieces first because otherwise uh, there's, there's kind of roadblocks all around that lineup. So, I think that uh, Gardner has a very reasonable contract and should draw interest. We heard that all last offseason. McCann now has a very reasonable contract. He wasn't a piece that they could have moved last offseason because they needed a catcher. Suddenly Sanchez is their guy. So uh, they're in a very much the same position as they were last year. And what you heard was, sure, they would entertain trading Brett Gardner, but they didn't necessarily have to do it. Um, and they're in that situation now with McCann. I, I think that it's not the worst thing in the world to have McCann catching a couple days a week. He would be your DH, uh, that, that big left-handed bat at Yankee Stadium. That's not the worst thing in the world. They could get by with that, but if they can approve upon it, and if, really if they can cash him in and, and get the kind of prospect haul that they did in July when they moved guys like Chapman, Miller, Beltron, uh, that's what I think they're going to hold on for. They know. You look at the, uh, the free agent catching market, there's not a whole lot out there, and I think that Teams know that. They know what Brian McCann will be a ready-made fit to plug in behind the plate for 100, 110 games a year. Um, there's value there for sure, and I think that the Yankees are not in a position where they're going to try and give either one of those players away. Yeah, you have Matt Weeders out there. You have Wilson Ramos, but he's now injured, and, and who knows if he'll really be able to catch in 2017 with the ACL, and then I guess Jason Castro available. But like you said, there's not a, right. a ton of guys out there. One more thing I wanted to touch on with you. Uh, when you talk about the trades this team made uh, at the deadline and that Aroldis Chapman deal, Glabar Torres has been named Arizona Fall League Player of the Week. Uh, he got that distinction on Tuesday, second time this fall that he's gotten that award. Uh, the 19-year-old hit 600 for the week. He had a double, a triple, a couple RBIs. He's actually leading the AFL in average with hitting 382. His OBP, Brian, is 500. I mean, 
He's 19 years old. He's got to be one of the absolute youngest players in the Arizona Fall League, and he is making look that trade look even better right now, especially with the thought that there's a chance Chapman could be back in pinstripes. Yeah, I mean, I don't think the Cubs are going to be in a position here where they're going to complain about anything after ending that World <laughs> no, Series. Certainly. Stuff, but, but Torres, is, he's a player. This guy is on the come, and I think you're seeing why the Yankees insisted upon him to, to move Chapman. I, I think that uh, you're right. He is the youngest player in the Arizona Fall League. That makes it all the more impressive. And uh, this is a guy that the Yankees are extremely high on, and for good reason. I think that you're going to see him this year at Double A Trenton. Um, beyond that, I mean, this is a fast track to the big leagues. I, I think that you're going to see a guy here where the Yankees can conceivably look a year or two down the road and say, we could plug this guy into the lineup and he can be an everyday player. So uh, you, you just hope he stays healthy, but the tools are all there. I think that it's, uh, it's a very exciting young talent. I think it, it's impressive that what he's already been able to do in his young career, and I think he's got a lot of great things to come. But uh, obviously one of the highest prospects in the uh, the Yankee organization for a reason, and, and there was a reason that they insisted upon getting him if they were going to give up Chapman in Chicago. All right, Brian, this has been MLB.com Extras, our Yankees edition. For Brian Hoke, I'm Tim McMaster. Tune in again next week. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.